My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. Hallelujah. And when I thank God for that blessing that we have, as our holy sister is singing, I'll never be the same. Talking about a new creature, talking about being in Christ, talking about old things have passed away, talking about all things. Someone can say all things. Praise God. Amen. I thank God we have an organ. Thank God we have cymbals, high-sounding cymbals. We have stringed instruments. Praise God. And we have living souls behind them to breathe life. Hallelujah. So that God can be glorified, so that God can be exalted, so that God can be lifted up. Praise God. And I thank God that we have this opportunity again, the blessing. Praise God. That the Bible talks about for his servants, for his children, for his people. Hallelujah. Praise God. To do just what God wants, what God expects of us today, praise God. And that's praise. Hallelujah, and that's glory. At home, if you're just joining with us, we're about to, we're just getting started here. And I would trust that you've come, praise God, and you were able to clap your hands or to stomp your feet or to sing unto him a new song, if this is a little bit different, is what the Bible teaches us. And there's a verse that we can read that David wrote in one of his Psalms in Psalm 148, just at the end of that book of 150 chapters and it says let them praise the name of the Lord and I have underlined in my text for his name alone is excellent that's verse 13 let them praise the name of the Lord that's you and I we are the them let them praise the name of the Lord for his name is excellent his glory is above the earth and heaven hallelujah praise God so I thank God today that we can be found in a position to do just that. Praise God. We are blessed. There's a song we sing quite often. Some of you know it as my favorite song. When I think of his goodness and all that he has done, praise God. When I think of his goodness, hallelujah. And I'm going to start thinking of his goodness inside of me. Praise God. This is what makes a difference. Not what's in my fridge or in my bank account or in my driveway or in my garage, but what is in me. His name is, praise God. That's the goodness the Bible speaks of. Praise God. I'm glad that Jesus was sent. The Bible says he was sent. I'm glad that Jesus came. Amen. And the Bible says, you can read this in John chapter 1, where the Bible says that he came amongst his own. The problem was his own received him not. So I thank God I'm not here to reject him. I'm not here to refuse him, but I am here to receive him. You know why? Because the Bible says, as many as received him to them, praise God. There's another them. Amen. I just finished reading one in Psalms. Praise God. 
We are the people. We are them that praise him because of who he is. Praise God. Let them. That's how it goes. Let them praise the name. Amen. And when you jump into the New Testament, in John chapter 1, it says, To them, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Praise God. We have to do some receiving. A lot of people doing a lot of rejecting lately. But I thank God for my brothers and my sisters receiving today. Help me with this message this afternoon that we have, getting ready to receive, or this evening, depending where you're at. Praise God. And um, share this link so that your friends and families can uh, join with us. I'm going to pray in probably two, three minutes. We're going to get together. So it's important that we stand together as the body of Christ, Jesus Christ being the head. And we're going to come to God. We're going to come to our Lord. We're giving him praise and we're giving him uh, making a joyful noise unto the Lord is what the Bible says. And I thank God that we have a place to do that. And not only that, but we have the liberty to do that. There's places in this world where you can't do that anymore. But right here, this is a live stream from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And I thank God that we are able to, to uh, take the time and all the time that is necessary. Praise God. Because when I think, amen, God looking, looking upon us, God was looking for us. Amen. This is not our search for God. This is God's search for a people. Praise God. And when he found us, we were not in good shape. We were still attached to our mother. We were still, we were, we, were, we were messed up. We were filthy to look at. We were, the Bible says, but I thank God today, praise God, that God began to do a work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Amen. Through his son, Jesus, through the Holy Ghost, God began to do a work. And I thank God that work, praise God, which he is able to complete. Verse 6, Philippians chapter 1. Amen. The work which he has begun in us. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 in the 10th verse, for we are his workmanship. Hallelujah. The lesson which Jeremiah received by visiting the potter's house, seeing what was molded and what was created within the potter's hand. Romans chapter 10, where vessels are made unto honor and vessels are made unto dishonor. The teaching that Paul gave him to Timothy in his day where he taught us that we will be sanctified. Amen. We will be a vessel that is meat for the master's use. Praise God. This is not the way we came into this world. This is not how we were born. But I thank God this is how we are today. Praise God. And this is what makes the difference. I came into this world dying in sin, short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. But then as Paul or Saul, as he was known, met Jesus Christ on the road to the Damascus. He had a different letter under his hand. He had a different authority that he was carrying. But then he met the authority of all authorities. He met King of Kings and he met Lord of Lords. And hallelujah. And I thank God for this. It changed. Amen. Those letters which Paul did carry, which were destructive to the church in his day, he did away with it. He realized it was nothing but dung. It was nothing but the works of the flesh. Praise God. So something happens when you meet life. Something happens when you meet the truth. Something happens when you meet the way. And his name is? Praise God. And I thank God today for that blessing. If this is new to you, well, this is what I am introducing to you today. Praise God. Amen. In my hands is a Bible. It's a book full of living words of spirit and of life. These are the words. Praise God. Amen. Everything that you see was created by this word. Was, there is nothing that was not made, which was not made by Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us. And I thank God today. Hallelujah. As we come together and 
we acknowledge praise God. Amen. Without shame, for I am not ashamed of this gospel. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and to the Gentile, for therein lieth the righteousness. You can read this in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. And I thank God, amen, that we can be where is that righteousness, for therein lieth that righteousness, where the power of God is today. Praise God. Amen. So as we rejoice and as we serve God accordingly, amen, let's do that. I trust you've shared this link and others have come to join us. It's time to pray in 30 seconds. So put your hands up at home if you need to stand. Everyone around me, in front of me, we are standing. Praise God. We're get, getting ready to ask God for our daily bread. Jesus taught us to praise as when you pray, you pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. Give us this day, Lord, I thank God for daily bread. I thank God for that manna which cometh from heaven. I thank God for which we are about to eat. I thank God for which we are about to be a partaker of right now. Hallelujah. Giving you the praise and the glory. Praise God. Amen. The bread of life, Jesus Christ, your son who was sent. And I thank God today, Lord, that you give. You so love this world that you gave us your only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. You did not send your son into this world to condemn the world but that the world by him through him may be saved. And I thank God for this salvation which we have today. For in Christ Jesus we are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold all things. Thank God for all things which have become new. For in Christ. Amen. For they those who are in Christ there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Jesus, Lord, and I thank God today to walk, praise God, without condemnation. Hallelujah, to be free from the accuser of the brethren. Lord, in the name of Jesus, praise God. Our members, which were nothing but members of unrighteousness, filthy they were, but I thank God today because sin does no longer reign in my mortal body. Sin does no longer have dominion in my brother and my sister today, praise God. We are new creatures, peculiar and strange we may be as we walk through this earth, in this world, but not of it. Amen. Not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds, praise God. Amen. That we may present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service today, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah for making that, for being, praise God, the possibility of that change. Hallelujah. For without Jesus Christ, amen, none of this, nothing is possible. Praise God. But because of the work which was wrought on Calvary, Lord, I give you praise. And I give you glory. And I give you honor. Hallelujah. For not turning back. For not bypassing Jerusalem. For not paying any attention to what Peter had to say. But for doing the will of your Father. Praise God. Even neglecting the flesh. Your very own flesh. Praise God. But you drank of the cup. Thank you, Jesus. By saying, not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, I pray that this prayer can be our prayer today. Praise God. That this vision can be in our hearts and our minds today. Praise God. It's not our will, but the will of God. Yeah, it may hurt. We may lose a friend. We may lose a job. We may lose some family members. We may suffer a little, but that's all right. Praise God. Amen. That we be like the disciples that we counted worthy to suffer the reproaches, the persecutions, having become a gazing stock a spectacle. Hallelujah. The world looks at us. But through all of it, they may see Jesus Christ and Him crucified. As we decrease more and more, 
so that Jesus Christ may take on increase. Praise God. That we may be a shining light in this world of darkness. Lord, this is my prayer today. This is what we need to be. Amen. This is the evangelism that needs to take place today. Praise God. Thank God for pastors. Thank God for teachers, the apostles and the prophets. But Lord, thank God for those traveling. Amen. Making a move. Praise God. Stepping into the street. Stepping out of their front door and into the street to make a difference and to be a difference in this world, Lord. I thank God today. Praise God for this blessing that we have to receive of the Word of God. As we open up the Word, your Word, as we open up your mouth in a few minutes, I thank God you can speak. Speak to us. I pray open ears so that we can hear. I pray open eyes so that we can see. I pray the hearts, amen, that will be open to receive the message which you have for us today, which you have for us, for the good of our souls. Hallelujah for the saving and the sanctifying. Praise God, amen. This is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, Lord. And I thank God for these gifts which we have in full operation. Nobody can take them away, Lord. You gave it. Praise God. No man can take it away. I thank God today for that gift which we have received. Praise God. Some of us need a touch, Lord. Praise God. I pray for my brother. The headaches right now that he's suffering. In Jesus' name, I come against whatever's causing those symptoms. Brother, be free in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I thank God for my sister Jane believing for that miracle right now. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. As we get up. Praise God to serve you as we find ourselves in a position. Praise God to receive, receive what God has for you. Not just, the, not just his word, but I thank God by his stripes. You are healed, my brother and my sister. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Our tithes and our offerings be multiplied in the name of Jesus. We have peace. It doesn't matter what's going on in this world today, but we have peace. He was chastised, and he was not chastised for nothing. He was chastised for our peace. Blessed be his holy name. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. I'm talking about a living Savior. I'm talking about Jesus Christ who went to the cross, shed his blood. Hallelujah. Not just a drop or two, but it was all shed in the name of Jesus for the redemption, for the remission of our sins. Lord, I thank God today, praise God, for a Savior as such. It doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It doesn't matter how big or how popular religion may be. There is only one Jesus Christ. There is only one Son of the living God. And I thank God today, praise God, that we are His servants. Praise God. Blessed be His holy name. Thank you, Jesus, for all those listening. I pray the anointing upon this message that it be a blessing to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, as we further the kingdom of God and as souls, praise God, will make up their mind, call upon you, confess the name of Jesus Christ that they may be saved. Hallelujah, as it is written, Lord. This is my prayer today, and I give you all the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name, thank God for each listener. Hallelujah, may they be blessed with the preaching of the word of God, words of spirit and words of life. In the name of Jesus, all the saints of God, you say amen and amen. Praise God. Someone else say amen again. Praise God. I thank God. Hallelujah that we have. Praise God. Amen. Taken just a few minutes. When you look at what the price, amen, for us to be who we are today, the price that that, amen, that God had to sacrifice Praise God. And I thank God, amen, as we, as we take into acknowledge, we're going to look at some men who were given responsibility and how they counted what they received. Amen. And this is important. As we begin reading the last book of the Bible, 
in Revelation, Jesus is telling the church in his day, the Spirit is speaking to the church and through the words of Jesus Christ. And he says, but that which you have already, that which you have received, this is Revelation chapter 2, and it's verse 25. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. Praise God. And we're going to look at some scriptures on how some people dealt with what they have received. Amen. And how they were, how we are encouraged to be sent about to be well-doing today. Praise God. This is life in the last, in the end times. This is life in, the, in those last days. Praise God. And I thank God if you stick with me for the next hour or so, we're going to get into the Word of God. I encourage you to find your Bible before you sit down. We're going to get ready to receive. We're going to get ready to open up this book. And uh, I insist that you all have a Bible, whether it's the paper and ink version, which is in my hand, or you can download it. Most of them are for free into your electronic devices, whether it be your cell phones, your iPods, or your iPads, or your whatever it is. Amen. It's easy today to have the Word of God before your eyes. So let's do that as we get ready to receive what God has in store for us. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to get settled a little closer to the camera. My sister's going to play us into this uh, second, into the second order of this service. You can greet your brothers and sisters if you're online. Hallelujah. Greet them in the Lord. Exhort them, encourage them, and comfort them. Or you can, uh, or not or, do that and spend some time sharing this link so that other people will realize, hey, it's time to go to church, time to receive what the Word of God has, time to lay aside the things, the, the whatever's going on in the kitchen, the living room, or the garage, and it's time to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 10, the last four verses. Choose that one needful thing for your soul today, praise God. So do that, and I'll be right back with you in a few seconds, praise God. Hallelujah. Please, His holy name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Get your Bibles while you're at it. Praise God so we can read together. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Hallelujah. Since I laid, hallelujah, all my burden, all my sin, all my sickness, all my sorrow, laid it all down, praise God. Blessed be his holy name. Praise God. Glory, glory. Amen. You put your hands together. Praise God. I know I gave you some things to do, but if you can't sit down, let's rejoice and serve God. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Praise God. Since I lay my burdens down. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid, praise God, one more time, amen, let's rejoice together, hallelujah. Praise his holy name, thank you, thank you, Jesus, praise God. 
Hallelujah. Someone say glory, glory. Amen. Someone say I'm happy. What a day that was. Hallelujah. When someone came along and said, you don't have to live in sin anymore. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to live the way that you came into this world, the way that you're raised. You don't have to live the way culture or society dictates. Amen. God has a new and better way for us. Praise God. I'm talking about New Testament gospel and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So rejoice for that. Amen. I'm not just talking about a burden or two or something heavy weight that I had to carry. Yes, there is that, but the sin, amen, and the weight which was so easily beset us. We're all, it's all around us, but praise God, it's not in me today that I can run with patience the race which is before me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've got somewhere to go, and it's getting me out of this. Amen. It's getting me out of here. It's getting me off this earth, off this planet. In the name of Jesus, praise God. I'm on my way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Are you with me at home? Praise God. I want you to rejoice. Praise God. Knowing that we have a destination. Hallelujah. And it's not nowhere, amen, on this planet. Praise God. I'm not going to Hawaii, and I'm not going to the Mediterranean, and I'm not going to wherever else, you know, people, they like to go to different places. And I thank God. Amen. I have a place, Jesus said, that is being prepared for me. He says, I go to prepare a place. Praise God. Amen. And I want that place today. Praise God. Amen. That that reservation that I have in the name of Jesus, praise God. And I won't let anything here to hinder me. You can have whatever this world has to offer, but I thank God what Jesus Christ has come to give you and I today, praise God. Amen. He says, hang on to it and hold fast. He says, the devil will come and try to rob it. The devil will tr come and try to destroy it. If he can't take it, he'll try to destroy it and he'll try to kill you. But I thank God today, praise God, that the greater one is in me. Praise God. Amen. And I have amen, not only the sword of the spirit but the shield of faith as well that is able praise god amen to defend amen i am in amen i can be de I, I can defend myself praise god and quench all the fiery darts of the devil this is what the bible says praise god and i thank god today hallelujah they are of none effect any weapon that is formed against me it shall not prosper any fiery dart that's set my way it shall be quenched quenched in the name of jesus praise god amen with what i have uh, in me because jesus christ is in me lord of lord and king of kings today praise god amen this is what i read and i thank god today no devil no man no liar will come and try to re write it, try to take it, try to remove it from me, try to, try to like I said, amen, I thank God today, praise God, I'm going to do what Jesus said, and he says, keep, hey, hallelujah, what you have, praise God, amen, what you have received, amen, and I thank God today, I'm keeping it, are you keeping it, praise God, hallelujah, hang on to it, praise God, amen, the devil wants to destroy it, because that's who he is, he's a destroyer, he's a thief, but I thank God today, Praise God. That which you have already, hold on to it. Hold fast to it. Praise God. Amen. When the devil comes your way, Lord, I thank God it is written. Praise God. If it doesn't work the first time, it is written the second time. If it doesn't work the second time, it is written the third time. And the Bible says the devil took his lead. Amen. I thank God today. Praise God. This is how Jesus was able to withstand those wiles. Amen. The temptation that the devil had coming his way, Jesus refused to bow his 
knee, Jesus refused, amen, to bend, praise God, in his direction. And I thank God today, praise God, just like in the Old Testament, where three young men stood before the king. They says, we know God is able to deliver us. Now, whether he decides to deliver us or not, we're not too sure about that, but it doesn't make any difference. We will not bow our knee to your statue. We will not uh, pay homage or, or whatever, respect your demanding because there is only one God and one God alone. And I thank God today. That's who we serve, praise God. Amen. So I thank God for those examples that we have today, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The greater one that is in me. Doesn't matter what this world will come up with. And they're always coming up with something. They're always coming up with some kind of reflection and some kind of idea and some kind of thought process for. But I thank God. I mean, in the beginning, that which was since the beginning, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It has been written. It's too late for you to come my way and try to change my mind or try to do a rewrite. It's already been written written in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It is. Praise God. Someone say, it is. Praise God. Amen. As it is written. Praise God. Amen. This is how Jesus taught in his day. It is written. Praise God. Amen. As it is written. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. This is who we need to be people as such on the face of this earth. Amen. With this assuredness, with this confidence. Hallelujah. To know, praise God, what God has said. Amen. And the Bible says, let any man, let any devil, let any women, amen, be a liar, but let God's word be true. Praise God. There's truth for you and I today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Truth that cometh from above. Amen. The revelation, hallelujah, which was not given us by flesh nor by blood, but the revelation which cometh from our Father above, praise God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah for that revelation today, praise God. It's not by flesh and blood. Amen. I thank God today, but it is by thy spirit. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. We all may as well give God a good hand. Praise God. Clap your hands unto God. Amen. For his word today, as we get ready to receive, as we get ready to take our seats in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Do, do it rejoicing. Praise God. Amen. This is the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this is what makes the difference in our lives. Amen. Praise God. It's unfortunate for those who are just showing up. You know, after I've been living this life all these years, and then somebody shows up and says, you know, you can't, that doesn't exist. Too, too late for you to tell me that because I've been living it. I've been breathing it. Amen. I've been eating it. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's hard to convince me otherwise. Praise God. Because I've already, like I said, I've been living it. Amen. Pretty tough for you to come to tell me around and say, that doesn't exist. Amen. Or it only existed, a lot of, there's arguments. It only existed, you know, in the book of Acts. It doesn't exist for today. Well, I don't know where you got that from, but amen. I've been living, amen, Holy Ghost since I've received the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. So for you to try to convince me that it is not for you and I today. Well, maybe it's not for you, but I got it. Amen. Nothing but the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Praise God. And I thank God today this is what, amen, creates the difference in God's children. Praise God. Amen. Because God is true to his word. God says, I can say it, I can speak it, and I am well able to perform it. That's the God in whom we serve. Praise God. And you can have this if you're listening, amen, at home for the first time saying, well, this is strange, amen. This is not like my church or my Sunday school. No, this is not religion. This is life. Amen. And this is what makes the difference, praise God, because Jesus says, I have come to give you life. And he says, I will give it to you more abundantly. You will have it in abundance, which means, praise God, that we have, praise God, amen, the blessing, praise God, to serve God the way God wants to be served, praise God. Amen. Do you believe that? Praise God. I thank God for that. Blessed be his holy name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very quickly, I'm going to repeat a verse in Isaiah 59, where the prophet, the man of God, was prophesying. And he says, I know truth, he says, yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself. The person that decides to say, I don't want to be an evildoer anymore, I want to be a good doer. And this is what we're going to look at if you've seen the subtitle. If you're listening on Facebook, you get to, I get to apply a title and a subtitle. The general title is Living in the Last Days. This is part six. I'm going to get my subtitle out of 1 Peter 4.19 and from Matthew 25. The subtitle which I wrote from well-doing, this is you and I today. Living in the last days, well-doing. Amen. From well-doing to well-done. In order for you, and most of us are familiar with the passage in Matthew chapter 5, well done, my good and faithful servant. But in order to hear well done, you have to do well. So that's where we come in today, in well doing. We have not yet heard the, the, uh, that saying, and we're going to look at the teaching of Jesus Christ in Matthew 25, just before we inherit, or just before we walk into the kingdom of God, since we've been talking about the kingdom of God for the past couple of months. Amen. This is how it is going to end. But in order to hear well done, we have to do well. Praise God. And this is what I am going to look at. And it's Peter that's going to give me the first half of my subtitle from well-doing. And it's Jesus that's going to give me the second half well done, praise God. So that's what we have. That's what you have to look forward to. If you'll stick with me for the next 60 minutes, I'm going to confirm everything I just said by the scriptures. I'm going to be reading from a King James Bible. If you have that version, we'll be able to read word for word. And I'm going to begin reading from the book of Peter, the first book or the first epistle, 1 Peter chapter 5. So find that passage. I'm going to be reading a few verses in 1 Peter chapter 5. I've been trying to get to this scripture for the past three weeks. I've had this, and it just gets pushed, pushed further down, further down, and further down. But here we are today, 1 Peter chapter 5, and verse 8, Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, or your adver adversary, the devil, who's your enemy? Amen, the devil. I want you to know who your enemy is. Amen, it's the devil. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what the devil tries to make you think. Otherwise, you have an enemy and it is the devil. So as the Bible teaches us, as we get familiar with the devil and how he's going to come at us, we will be prepared. So let's read. The devil is as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking 
whom he may devour. Underline, I have the last four words in this verse underlined, whom he may devour. He is seeking whom he may devour. He cannot vow, sorry, he cannot devour everyone. Amen. There's only certain people he can devour or he will be able to devour. Amen. So he's seeking whom he may devour. But I thank God when he comes knocking on my door, eh, devil, you're a loser. Get out. Amen. I don't care what you come out with me. Amen. I have more power than all your power, whatever power you think you have. And I know he's got some power. Do not underestimate the devil. Amen. Do not underestimate our adversary. It would be careless. It would be uh, detrimental if we were to do that. So knowing, yes, he does have some power, but I have more. Can someone say more? Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The prince and the power of this air. Running around, roaring, making a bunch of noise, blah, 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 blah. Amen. Huff and a puff. Like the little fable, that little ch- children's book, what do you call it? Um, fairy tale. Amen. Reading when the, when the, what was it? The wolf shows up and he huffs and he puffs and, Amen. Knocked down one house, knocked down a second house, but the third house didn't get knocked down. It was properly built. And my house, this is not a fairy tale. Amen. My house, praise God, is built upon a rock. His name is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says the winds will come. Amen. And even the devil will show up with his minions, if you would. Amen. Try to, knowing, and knowing that we do have, there, there is a certain strength, there is a certain um, certitude or solitude that you and I have through Christ Jesus, but the devil is there trying to chip at, chip at it away. Slow and surely, try to bring division. One little word, trying to, in, trying to implant or introduce some leaven which will come in small, come in subtle, come in unawares, is how excuse me, how Jude's put it out there, and then all of a sudden it begins to take over. Amen? That's how things rust. That's how things corrupt. Amen? And the devil, that's his, that's his bag of tricks. Amen? And it doesn't go much past that. But this is how he comes at us. Amen? Let's keep reading. I'm in 1 Peter chapter 5. I read verse 8. And he says, now he's seeking about whom he may devour. Verse 9 says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Another four words that I underline. Steadfast in the faith. Praise God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why that little exhortation that I had for five minutes going with the Word of God, with the Word of God and dependent and standing and nothing but the Word of God. Before I began to minister a few minutes ago, to show the confidence and the, the, um, the dependence that we have on what has been said. Because the devil will come, and we're going to read this. In about 15, 20 minutes, we're going to come back And we're going to look at how the devil came and destroyed the work of God in the Garden of Eden. And all it was was a few contrary words to what God had 
already established. So if you are not steadfast in the faith, faith which cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, how shall they hear unless a preacher was sent, unless the man of God was sent, and you're not going to hear anything unless your ears are open. The prophet, the man of God said, you are blessed because you have ears to hear. Praise God. And I thank God today. This is why I pray that, that the ears will be open to hear what thus saith the Lord. What the Spirit of the Lord, amen, the Bible says, listen to what the Spirit of the Lord hath to say unto the churches. Hallelujah. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Amen. But the God of all grace, verse 10, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Someone say, by Christ. Amen. After that ye have suffered a while. Praise God. This is what we've been looking at for a couple of weeks. Are you ready? Are you ready to suffer? Two weeks ago. Then last week, amen. Are you worthy? Praise God. To be, amen. Count yourself. We read in Acts chapter 5. They pulled some men off the streets. We're sick and tired of hearing the name of Jesus Christ. Not used in vain. Not used when, they, when the hammer hits their, their thumb or when they hit their head. Amen. But used, amen, preaching says the man that you crucified, this is the man that came back to life. And this is the man that healed uh, this cripple that's been sitting in front of the gate of the church. He's sitting in front of the church. He wasn't sitting in front of the hospital. He was sitting in front of the gate of the church and he still was crippled. Doesn't matter if they brought him there every day. He, he would come in the morning and he would leave crippled until, hallelujah, the two men of God showed up and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, we shall give unto thee. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and walk. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when he heard that, the man got up, the Bible says, leaping and praising God, and he went into the temple, and this created a sign. This created a wonder. And it allowed Peter and John and James, the disciples, to stand up and say, well, this is because of Jesus Christ, whom you thought you did away with, but who has died. Read it in Acts chapter 4. Amen. Acts 3 was the healing. Acts 4 was the preaching. Acts chapter 5 came the persecution. So they spent the night in jail. Amen. They made themselves a prey because they were going against the grain. They were withstanding the religion of their days. Amen. Wasn't the police. We looked at this last week. Security or whoever, the officers back in the day, they came back to the church and the leaders of the church said, well, where is Jesus Christ? We told you to go arrest him. They said, well, we saw no cause. He says, no, we've never heard anybody speak like him. There was no cause. And this is what Jesus said. They shall hate you like they hated me without a cause. Hallelujah. Amen. And I thank God today. It makes a difference. The will of God is completely different and it is always opposite of the will of men. Carnal men. Carnal women. Amen. Amen. The flesh always wants to do the opposite. Even the flesh of Jesus. Some of you sitting here say, be careful now. Yeah, I'll be careful. The flesh of Jesus did not want to drink the cup that the will of God said you must drink. So Jesus says, it's not my will. Amen. He says, you can pass it by, but that's not your will. And Jesus, praying for you and I, he said, it's not my will, but thy will be done. And did he drink? Yes, he did. He said, in this cup is the blood of my New Testament. Some of you should have your hands up and thanking God for what he drank when his flesh didn't want to. Praise his holy name. Amen. That's the, the Savior that we have, and his name is Jesus Christ. Blessed be his holy name. 
and anybody else's flesh. Always opposing what God wants you and I to do. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, one, establish, two, strengthened, three, and settles you, four. Look what happens. Praise God. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. We're going to come back to Peter, but I want to read something, same Holy Ghost, but a different writer from 2 Corinthians and the 11th chapter. Praise God. So keep in mind what we just read. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm going to begin reading at the beginning of the chapter. I'll read four verses. This is Paul writing. He says, would to God you would bear with me a little in my folly. And indeed, he says, bear with me for he says, I am jealous. This is verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Someone say to Christ. Amen. Dedicated. Hallelujah. Amen. Presented to Christ as a virgin, not to anybody else, not split. This is what this means. As pure, hallelujah, undefiled. This is what Paul says, this is my aim, this is my direction. This is what I have been done. This is what this ministry has established. But I fear, verse 3, lest by any means, and we're going to talk about our adversary, or our adversary, depending how you want to pronounce that word, our enemy, the devil, Lucifer, he says, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, he was subtle. He had some itching, enticing words. And when she saw that it looked good, who told you it looked good? God told you, don't eat. You don't touch that tree. Amen. And the Bible says, now when she saw that it looked good, somehow she was convinced. By who? The enemy. Satan. Lucifer. The robber. The killer. The destroyer. The thief. Amen. This is... These are names that Jesus gave him. And he says, Paul, having established the work of the ministry amongst these people in Corinth, and Paul says, I'm afraid. He says, I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve. And this is Genesis chapter 3, way back on page 2 of your Bible. Right now we're reading in 2 Corinthians 11. That's like near the end. We're past the halfway mark. After crucifixion, after resurrection, the devil is still up to the same old dirty tricks. He is after your soul to bring confusion, to sow doubt, to divide and to separate you and I from God. Look what happened to Lucifer as a created being. The place that he had 
and God, how God created them unlike any other creation that was created. And because of his jealousy, his covetousness, he lost his place. And this still drives the devil today because he doesn't want you and I. Amen. He can't give God glory any longer. He's been condemned. He's already he's passed his judgment. He's received his condemnation. And here we are trying to get to our place, which has been promised us by God through his son, Jesus Christ. And the devil does not want you and I to have it. Part of his driving force. Every time you give God praise and give God glory, the devil gets a little anxious, a little on the upset side. Because that's what he used to do. And he can no longer do it. Amen. Think about it. And that's why he worked so hard to have you join him in hell, in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone for an eternity. So Paul here, he says, now I'm afraid, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled, seduced, deceived Eve, through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Jesus Christ, his doctrine is in simplicity. It's nothing complicated. The devil is subtle. Jesus Christ, simplicity. Lucifer, Satan, subtlety. Subtility as it's written in the King James. And there's a difference. Because the devil comes and a little bit of this and a little bit of something else, then he adds, just like Jesus. It, the first it is written, the devil had to, you know, appeal to his senses, appeal to his flesh. He says, you're hungry. You need to take care of that. The devil, it is written. Amen. Jesus had his response. Praise God. And the devil shows up, amen. He says, oh, let me give you something to look at. Devil, it is, it is written. Amen. Same thing. Amen. Same tricks that he used on Eve in his subtlety. Look how it looks good. Look good to the eyes. Amen. I'm sure it tastes good. Look good to the flesh. Amen. And this is what the Bible teaches us that this is what coveting, this is what the lust of the flesh is, this is what the pride of life is, this is what the lust of the eyes is. Amen. The devil came at Eve with. These three aspects, the devil came at Jesus with the same three aspects, and the devil is going to come with you, at you and I with the same thing. Amen. There's always something good to look at. Bright lights, flashing, trying to distract us. I don't have time to read. I don't have time for this program. I don't have time for the preaching. If you'd preach a 10-minute sermon, I'd be there. But one of those one-hour sermons, I don't have time for that. Amen. The devil is there. Get to know him as your enemy. Get to know him as your adversary. And this way you'll know what you are up against. And you will be able, as we read, whom resist steadfast in the faith. And Paul, that's Peter's writing. Now Paul is writing to his church in Corinth. And he says, the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted, perverted, 
influenced by some form of doubt, by some form of derision, by another spirit which compromises what thus saith the Lord. That's how the devil works. Amen. Begin to recognize his accent. Begin to recognize his personality. So that when he comes at you, you can sit there and say, Listen, we're going to hear other voices. Jesus said that. He says, my sheep, he says, they, they're going to hear a bunch of voices, but he said, they're not going to follow those voices. They're going to follow my voice because my sheep know my voice. So I know what Jesus Christ sounds like. That means that I also know what a devil sounds like. Can someone say amen? Amen. So when we begin to hear stuff that the devil is trying to use to implant, to trying to destroy us, we can sit back and say, hmm, that sounds like a devil. And we can recognize him for who he is. Thief. Amen. Jesus says, keep which thou hast. Hold fast is another verse in the book of Revelations. Let that no man take thy crown. There's a reason why we're hanging on to it because the devil wants to take it, wants to rob, kill, and destroy. But when we hear him, praise God, I thank God we can identify him. Said, sounds like a devil. Amen. People come at you with their doctrine. This, this, we believe, this, believe that. Now, if you could only understand this and that, you sound like a devil. The subtleties of the devil, the subtleties of his demons or of his devils that come, never ending it so it seems, whom we resist steadfast in the faith. That's what Peter wrote. Now, Paul here is writing to the church in Corinth. He says, I don't want to know or to see that your minds will be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Can someone say, in Christ? If any man be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Where are you? In Christ. Amen. Say it. I am in Christ. Now, verse 4, listen. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him? What? Somebody comes along and something sounds, it's, Another Jesus, which we have not preached. It's another spirit which you have not received. You didn't receive this spirit from us. You didn't receive this spirit from God. This is not Holy Ghost. This is some other kind of spirit. And Paul says here, he says, ye might well bear with him. In other words, Paul's saying, that's who you're going to go with? How easily... I'll switch into the, in the, the church in Galatia where Paul says, you are ready to give your eye. You are ready to give body parts for this ministry. You are ready to whatever sacrifice. We're talking about suffering in these end days. You are ready to go through it. And he says, now, how easily? Who came along your way and told you something different which does not line up with the word of God? How are we steadfast? With what are we steadfast in? The faith. Faith cometh by hearing Hearing by the word of God. I want you to know that today I want you to know and understand where you stand. Steadfast. Immutable. 
unmovable, unshakable. Praise God. You can add to that in the comments. Amen. Unbreakable, because the devil is there. And Paul says, is this, he says, you're going to go, you, that, that's who you're going to run with? Amen. Remember what he wrote to the church in Galatia? We won't look at that today. I want to go back into the book of Peter, this time chapter 4. We read chapter 5 and go back into Peter chapter 4. We're going to go back and uh, Peter was setting up the fifth chapter, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4. Who are you going to go with today? Something else? Amen. You can't tell me this doesn't work because it's been working for me for a number of years. Someone say hallelujah. Amen. Can't tell me this is not for today. Because I had it yesterday and I had it the day before. Amen. Verse 12. 1 Peter 4, 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing is happening to you. It's not strange because it all started with Jesus Christ. When you know Jesus and him crucified and the way he was mistreated, amen. You can read through the Gospels. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 12 touches on it, the second and the third verses. What he suffered and what he had to go through. I'm going to call up Hebrews 12 because there's a word that I can't get um, into my thoughts right now. So I'm just going to grab that. Hebrews chapter 12. And the second verse, uh, or probably the third verse, um, chapter 12, one second, two seconds. Endured, that's the word. Uh, two, well, there's two words I'm looking for. Despising was the word I was looking for. He endured the cross. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. I'm in verse two. Looking at the Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Stop looking at the devil. Stop playing to get the, the devil's tune. Amen, because the devil will come at you fairly well disguised. Amen. Begin to figure him out. Begin to know what he sounds like. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Here's the word I was looking for. Despising the shame. And he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against him. Amen. So now Peter writes, this is the writer in Hebrews. This is Holy Ghost. You can see how Holy Ghost works because we read Peter. We're reading Paul. We're reading the writer in Hebrews, whether it be Luke or, or whether it be, um, we don't know who exactly it is. And now we're reading Paul to the church in Corinth. We've come back to Peter where he says, it's not strange. It started with Jesus Christ because of him for that cause. Amen. He says, think it not strange, 1 Peter 4, 12, concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice. Someone say rejoice. Verse 13, 1 Peter 4. He says, but rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Verse 14, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy. Someone say happy. If you're reproached, happy are ye. Are you reading it with me? 
Amen. You may be glad with exceeding joy. That means there's going to be enough joy to go around. You're not going to run out of joy. God's not going to run out of what you need. Hallelujah. Amen. When they come at you, remember what the prophet prophesied. He said, you want to stay away from evil? You make yourself a prey. You become a target of the devil. You want to sin? You can sin all day long, and the devil will let you sin. You want to, what, and then the list, I can have a list of sins of disobedience, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. You want to be disobedient? You can be disobedient all day long. You can murder all day. I guess I'll get into the list. You can murder all day long, whether you murder with a tongue or with a gun. You can lie all day long. You can cheat on your wife or on your husband or on your, on your, on your boss. You, can, you do, do all that stuff all day long, and the devil will just let you go and leave you alone and your wage, you'll collect your wage at the end of it. The wages of your sin is death. That's the way it works. But when you decide, we've been reading for, this is the third week I've been reading from the prophet, the man of God in Isaiah. When he writes, he says, the person that departs from evil makes themselves a prey. The devil is going to come at you. Praise God. That's when you know you're doing something right. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how you can take measure Praise God of who you are in the kingdom of God. Praise God, because you're going to have opposition. Amen. Jesus announced it. He prophesied it. So he says, don't think it's strange. Amen. Don't sit there and say, well, I wonder. We looked at, I gave some examples last week. He says, my neighbor doesn't talk to you well because you keep parking in his spot. Amen. Don't give them a cause. And this is what Peter, this is what we're going to look at here in this chapter. He says, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy, someone say happy. I'm happy. Really? Acts chapter 5. Were they happy? They walked out. They were rejoicing. Amen. They had some cuts and some aberrations and some, you know, marks on their back because they were whipped and they walked out. They didn't go back to their old job. They kept, amen, they kept their new job, their new way of living as fishers of men and not fishers of fish. And they were happy to suffer reproaches and to suffer whatever as a gazing stock or whatever they were suffering because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So they walked out of jail happy. Amen. They went back preaching in Acts chapter 6 and Acts chapter 7 and Acts chapter 8 all the way up to Acts 28. They were happy to have suffered what they, and read through. When you read through the chapters of Acts, you can read what they had to go through just to get from one place to the next. And when they got there, the, the welcoming party was not so welcoming. Dragging Paul out of a city and said, he's dead, let's drag him out and leave him there. And Paul shakes off the dust and gets up and he goes back into the same place where they beat him so they thought to death. Hey, Amen. That's the Apostle Paul. This is the Acts. Hey, Amen. That's the Holy Ghost when, they, when we receive the revelation and the Spirit of God from above. This is what makes a man and a woman today into a new creature. Jesus Christ, hallelujah, say his name with me. Make the devil mad, praise God, hallelujah. Because whatever the devil tried to do to stop Jesus Christ, he failed in every attempt, amen, and he couldn't have his way. And here's Peter is writing to us a few days or a few years down the road after a few experiences throughout the book of Acts. And he says, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial that happened to Jesus Christ. It's going to happen to you as well. It's not a strange thing. Amen. 
So get used to it. That's, I think that's what Peter kind of means. One of the meanings of that first verse we read is, it's not strange. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. Get used to it. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy. Can someone say happy? Amen. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer. Here's the cause. We read this a couple of weeks ago. Bears reading again. I want to get to verse 19 where I've first half of my subtitle lies. And he says, don't suffer as a murderer. You don't suffer as a thief. You don't suffer as an evildoer. And as a busybody in other men's matters. Gets close to home for some of you. Some of us. Murder and a thief and an evildoer. We're talking about not evil doing. We're talking about well doing. And I continue to read. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, as a person who is Christ-like, Jesus says, they hated me, they shall hate you also. Why? Because you're preaching him. You're preaching Christ. You're living like Christ. You look like Christ. You're decreasing so that Christ will be increasing. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what this means. I know Christianity today is not looked upon in a very good way by most people. It's had a bad reputation because of non-Christ-like Christians, so-called. Then they blame one or the other and they blame whoever, and we have a hard time today. That's why people need to see Christ, not a church on a, on a, a parked on a corner down the street. People need to see Christ and Him crucified. Amen. When they look at you, amen, as an epistle written by the Spirit of the living God. This is how Paul described who you and I ought to be today. They ought to read you like I'm reading the epistle of Peter or the epistle that Paul wrote or the epistle that John wrote or the teachings of Jesus Christ. They ought to read you and I as if they were reading a Bible. That's what a Christian is all about. That's what a Christian life is all about. It's not some sinner's prayer for 30 seconds and you walk out the same way you walked in. That doesn't work. That doesn't make for a child of God. That doesn't make for a daughter of God. And that's why people, they can go to church and live a life. Nothing changes, and they don't suffer any consequence. They don't suffer any persecution. Nothing seems to come out of what they have to say or what they have to confess, because they're not confessing anything anyways. That is Christ-like. So now Peter says in verse 16, 1 Peter 4, he says, if you suffer as a Christian, be not ashamed. Let that person not be ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. But let that person glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. This is where we are. We're at the house of God. And this judgment, this chastisement that we are receiving today, it's beginning, here it starts, in the house of God, right from behind this pulpit. I know some of these scriptures, I was raised in church, and some of these verses were never read in church, churches I went to anyways. And I don't think anything has changed. Amen. This needs to be read, it needs to be taught, and it needs to be lived. 
needs to be put to work. And if it first begin at us, if it first begins in the house of God, I'm halfway through verse 17, 1 Peter 4. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of Christ? What we're going to find out. Amen. What was the end of Adam and Eve? Amen. I'll come back to that. Something I need to say, but I'll come back to it. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, verse 18, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Now, verse 19, where I get my text from today, or half of it anyways. The second half, we're going to read what Jesus had to say. 1 Peter 4, 19. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of... Someone say it. Someone at home say it. The will of God. See, my flesh has a will, but that doesn't count. Your flesh has a will, but doesn't count. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing. <laughs> Underline those two, those two words. In verse 19. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing. This is you and I today. This is where we come in. Living in the last days. This is the first half of today's subtitle. If you're listening on Facebook, or on YouTube as well. From well-doing to well-done. The only way that you and I are going to get to well-done is by well-doing. And I want this to be understood. Because there's a doctrine today that kind of leaves us sitting in some kind of limbo And it's all up to somebody else. And we accept this Christianity in this way. And even preachers will stand behind their pulpit and say, don't look at me, don't look at so-and-so, or don't look at... And there is no well-doing whatsoever on their part. We're not saved by works, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. But then you keep reading it to verse 10 where we become his workmanship, we are saved unto good works. So we read Peter, I read Paul, I, and we're going to read Jesus in about two, three minutes. We're going to get into Matthew chapter 25. We are looking at different men of God, but it's the same Holy Ghost, it's the same Spirit, and it is the same teaching, and it is the same understanding. 
It may go against the grain. It may not line up with modern religion. It may not line up with what this society or this culture has to say about it. But I thank God, I mean, today I'm not referring to anything else but the Word of God. I'm not referring to anything else but what cometh out of God's mouth, which God has spoken unto you and I. And I thank God for the blessing of having my ears open. I don't know if your ears are open. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying today. What Paul is saying, where he says, Wherefore, verse 19, let them that suffer according to the will of God. And some people can just make up their own doings and their own sufferings. Oh, I'm suffering because of, no, that's a cause. You break the law, that's a cause. Suffer the consequences, pay your fine, get it over with, and move on. Amen. But we are to, don't suffer as a murderer. We were given a few details as a murderer, as an evildoer, as a liar, as a busybody. We don't suffer. We don't, there is no cause. You will suffer, but according to the will of God. And he says, they who suffer, they will commit. Verse 19, the keeping of their souls. My soul is kept because I'm well-doing, or I'm doing well. I commit the keeping of my soul. In other words, God's going to keep me around because I'm well-doing. Amen? Adam and Eve, were they well-doing? I don't know. They were well-doing for a long time. I don't know how long they lived. The Bible's not clear on that. But when sin entered in, God says, you need to leave. Think about it. Amen. Who is behind it? The devil. Another voice. Another gospel was preached. God says don't. The devil says do. The exact opposite. Light and darkness. Good and evil. It's opposite. Amen. When God says, don't touch, the devil comes around. Hey, he won't mind. The devil is a liar. Amen. So now I commit the keeping of my souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. He's my maker. He created me. He gave me this mindset. Once I was born again, amen, I got a new mind. He gave me this mindset. He gives me the thoughts that I need to think. He gives me the heart that I need to have. He gives me the mind that I need to have. Amen. He gives me the direction that I need to go in. This is my creator. Amen. Jesus gives us some, something to think about in Matthew chapter 25. I want to get through these verses. Speaking again of the kingdom of God. Speaking again of who we are in these last days. We have a responsibility. And Matthew chapter 13, verse 25, Jesus sets this up, and this is what I've been preaching for the past two, three months, if not more. Watch therefore, Matthew 25, verse 13, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So we're watching. Amen? Praise God. Are you watching? Amen? Been preaching this, quoting that. 
He's quoting that scripture verse from Matthew 24. Jesus says, therefore be ye also ready. Verse 44. Amen. For in such an hour as you think, the Son of Man cometh. So now in the next chapter, Jesus still continues. He says, watch therefore, you don't, know, you don't know the day, you don't know the hour when the Son of Man comes. Now he goes into a parable. And this is the, the teaching I want to get into today. And I'm going to bring this to a close. Verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven, thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory. We prayed a little earlier on, thy kingdom come. Are you ready for the kingdom of God? Amen. In well-doing, listen. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and to another he gave one talent. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway he took his journey. Now verse 15 is something I want to look at because I've referred to this parable often as so many other people do as well. You've read it. But there's one thing that, we, that today I want to pay cl very close attention to. An underlying pre-existing condition before they received the five, before they received the two, before the, he received the one. Why he received five and why he received two and why the one received the one. It was to every man, verse 15, the second half, the second part of that verse, to every man according to his several abilities. So they had abilities that was known unto this man. After all, they're his servants. So he says, they have a certain ability or they have a certain capacity or a certain level of responsibility that they can receive or I can give to them for them to be profitable back to me. So keep this in mind as we read. Because you may ask, say, the person who got five, why did he get five and why didn't, you know, Buddy get, why did Buddy get one? How come he didn't get five? Well, it turns out that as we read, we're going to find out their abilities. In verse 16, it says, Then he that received five talents went and traded with the same, and he made them other five talents. So the five talents he traded, he did what he needed to do. Those five became ten. We'll keep reading. Verse 17, and likewise, he had received, he that received two, he also gained other two. How did his two become four? The same way, likewise. He went, he realized what he had in his hand, and he began to trade, and five became ten, and two became two. Now, he that received one went out and digged in the earth. Remember what we just read? According to their ability or there's several ability. So it looks like the man who received one talent, his ability was to dig a hole. His ability was to go in the shed and get a shovel. He was a shoveler. That's his ability. He says, you only get one because that's all you can handle and you can't even handle one properly. That's his ability. 
Now begin to look at your hands and see what's in your hands. Do you have a shovel in your hands or do you have a Bible in your hands? Begin to realize what you have in your hands. It was interesting in the French translation that I read a couple hours ago to the, my French brothers, our French brothers and sisters. It says that the man immediately went out recognizing the value. In French, in English here it says he began to trade, but in, English, in French it used he recognized the value of what he received and he put it to work. This is why I'm asking you today when you recognize what have you been given Amen. I pray that you have been given more than just one. I pray that you're not a shoveler. I pray that you're not the type that will go and bury something and lose it at the end of it all. But I pray that you have received two. I pray that you've received five. I pray that some of you have received 10 so that you can turn 10 into 20. Amen. And not be the one that is the, of the burying kind of, of the... Our abilities go beyond this. I pray, especially in this ministry, the word of God, which we have received, even the past year and a half, which we have received, amen, Sunday after Sunday. Hallelujah. Things that begin to change in our lives. Things that begin to, amen, to make a difference. If we begin to put the word of God to work as we have received the, the faith, amen, which we have received, the faith, amen, which cometh by hearing, praise God. It has made us more steadfast. It has made us in such a way that we are, amen, that we can do a greater, uh, we can achieve greater accomplishments for, unto the kingdom of God for the glory of God. Amen. And this is what this parable is about here as Jesus teaches those who are listening. He says, and he that received one went and he digged a hole in the earth and he hid his Lord's money. And a long time afterwards, the Lord of those servants cometh and he reckoneth with them. Begins to discuss. Let me see what you have done. Which of the three servants, so this is not a trick question, which of the three servants were well doing? Amen. The servant of five and the servant of two. They did well. Five became ten. Two became four. Amen. Bearing what God has given you. It's not what, that's not the plan of God. I don't care what excuse. And we're going to read some excuses. It doesn't matter what excuse you may come up with. And I thank God for some of you. Some of, you, some of you I've never met. Some of you I haven't met for a while. Some of you we parted paths for a while, and here we are back working together. To God be the glory for that. While others listening, I don't want you to be. I'm trying to say this with love. Useless for the kingdom of God. I don't know. I'm trying to rephrase it, but I can't. I'm sorry. Wasting what God has given you. This is what this parable is all about. And even the excuses that he has, when they begin to discuss and see what, what was there any gain? So the Lord comes back and he gathers his servants and the man, verse 20, Matthew 25, verse 20. And the man that had received five talents came and he brought another five. He brought an, an additional five, saying, Lord, thou, thou gave me, thou delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained. Someone say gain. I have brought gain to your business, your company, 
We're speaking of the kingdom of God, so I'm going to use that word. I'm going to refer to it as your kingdom. Behold, I have gained beside the five you gave me, I have an additional five. What did, what did he hear? Or verse 21, his Lord said unto him, well done. Before you get to well done, there's got to be some well doing. No well doing, no well done. And this is, how, this is where we come in today. This is how we are to live today in well doing. Oh, it's going to hurt well-doing. We may suffer well-doing. Peter says, don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. Amen. If that would have turned Jesus off, Jesus would have turned around and gone back home because he knew. Amen. Coming in, he knew that he was going to come unto his own and his own would receive him not. Amongst his own household, he would be rejected. In his own place of birth where he came, there would be much unbelief that he would have to take the people. Say, follow me outside of this town. This town is so filled with unbelief. I'm going to heal you outside of these walls. That's what Jesus had to do. Close to home. Amen. But he did it, the Bible says, despising the shame. He did it enduring the death that he had to endure on the cross. Someone better be saying, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God for my Lord and Savior and for my healer today. This is Christ Jesus, praise God, in accomplishing the will of God. This is Christ Jesus suffering according to the will of God. Amen. Amen. Without a cause. Even the thief on the cross looked at his friend. He says, you need to shut up. You need to shut your mouth, man. They said, you and I, he, he looked at his friend. He says, you and I, we deserve to be hanging here with nails in our hands. We deserve to suffer the Roman death of, by crucifixion. But he says, not the man in the middle. Amen. He says, not him. He's here without a cause. Even a thief knew. Amen. That was his understanding. When we get a little further on into the New Testament, Paul gives us revelation saying, oh, he, he wasn't a thief. There was no legal cause for him to be hanging on the cross. There was a cause. That cause was my sin. That understanding comes a little later on. But this thief knew. He says, hey, buddy, thief, shut up. You deserve the nails. You and I, we deserve to be hanging here because we're lawbreakers. We're evildoers. We're murderers. We're tailbearers. We're liars. We have, there's a cause, a legal cause for us to be here, but not this man. And he said, and if you don't mind, if you can remember me today, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for a Savior. Lord of Lords did what he had to do. Suffered, but according to the will of God. Blessed be his holy name. Because of my sin, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Take a moment or two, everyone listening to me, just thank God, amen, for your Redeemer today. Hallelujah. For making a difference. The remission of our sins, praise God, was taking place right there. Hung between two thieves. One of them knew the difference. One of them just mocked and derailed, but... Hallelujah. Thank God someone had some eyes to see the difference.
praise God, to recognize the Son of God. Amen. Just as John the Baptist was able to point, he says, behold the Lamb. Hallelujah. Of all prophets prophesying the coming of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Son of God, John the Baptist was the one who was able to point. He says, behold, there is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, another 15, 20 seconds. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God for being the difference. Thank you, Jesus. You didn't die like a thief. Thank, oh, I'm sorry, you died like a thief, but you didn't die as a thief. You didn't die as a murderer. Died like a murderer, but not as a murderer. You died as an evildoer, but you weren't an evildoer. It was my sin. It was my murders. It was my lyings. It was my cheatings. It was my sins. It was my disobedience that you nailed to the cross. My sickness, my infirmities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Another few seconds. Say, thank God for it. Praise God. Blessed be the Realize and recognize what Jesus did, who he became amongst. He didn't have to be mingled and be pointed at and being accused of dying the way he died. The death that he suffered, the Bible says, on the cross. But, he, but because of my sin. But because of your sin today. Thank you, Jesus for being Lord and Savior in my life. Praise his holy name. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Someone else say, thank you, Jesus. Someone else say it again. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for the work that was wrought on Calvary. He suffered, but it was according to the will of God. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. And that's where we come in. Amen. Well done. You get to hear well done after well doing. Praise God. If you're just joining with me saying, where does the well doing come from? Well doing is the first half of my subtitle, and that comes from 1 Peter 4, verse 19. In well doing. Do well, you get to hear well done. So now he that received, this is verse 22. The two talents are in verse 22. He also that received the two talents came... And he said unto the Lord, he says, Thou deliverest, thou gave unto me two talents. Behold, he said, I have gained two other talents beside them. He gave me two, and I made four out of two. Praise God. What does he hear? His Lord said unto him, verse 23, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now here comes the third servant, verse 24. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, here comes the complications. When men's flesh, or even women's flesh, get in the way, then it, things get complicated. And he says, Lord, thou deliverest unto me. Oh, rather, sorry, verse 23, verse 24. He says, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. It's true. Are you glad? Not all excuses are just made up. A lot of them, quite often, they're actually true. There's actually some depth. There actually could be some validity to what people will come up with. It's just he didn't do what he should have done. You got a shovel in your hands. You don't want to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. 
you have his word in your hands, that's a whole different story. This is not a shovel, it's a sword. Praise God. Amen. It's a shield of faith in one hand. In the other hand, it becomes a sword of the Spirit. That's what it is, and that's what makes a difference. It's a different set of tools, and with a different set of tools, there's a different accomplishment that you can make. So he says in verse 25, he says, I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth, and lo, there um, thou hast that is thine. He says, you gave me one, I gave you one back. Any profit? No. Any gain? No. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and I gather where I, where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest, or thou should have therefore put my money to the exchangers, and then am I coming, I should have received mine own with usury. Take, for, take therefore the talent from him. Now you just lost what you first received from the same person. It's not the devil who is the thief here or taking away. This man, if you want to call him a king of the kingdom, if you, who, we don't know his name, but he calls his servants and this man gave him one. Now this man re, re, t removes the one talent from him. I might have given it back. I'm going to step outside of the parable and say, well, you know what? Take the talent and see what you can do with it. Now that you kind of know or understand, you know, I'll give you a second chance. Adam, Eve, if you touch that tree a second time, then I tell you. Unfortunately, that's not what God said. I know I'm jumping from Genesis 3. I'm jumping into Matthew 25, but it's the same spirit. Someone else might have looked at Adam and Eve. Adam, I told you. Shame on you, buddy. Just don't do it again. No, God made a decision right there, and he says, Adam, Eve, get out. You're I'm done with you. Out. Your, life, your lifestyle has just become very, very difficult. Because sin is a curse. It cursed the man. It cursed the woman right down to her womb. And it cursed the earth right down to what they had to till. And the earth is still moaning because of sin. Because of the devil. And Paul is writing to the church. We read it in Corinth saying, I fear lest the devil up to his own tricks, in his own subtleties, will corrupt, pervert, have your mind changed. Amen. We need to be strong in the faith is what we have read, what we are reading here. Because this man who buried the talent, this man whose ability was enough to use a shovel, that was his ability. You get one talent. See what you can do with that one talent and a shovel. Are you listening? Correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me that, no, you're, you're outside the scriptures. You're adding something. I'm just reading it the way it is. According to their several ability, you get one, you get two, you get five. They were his servants, and this man knew what their abilities were. Why should I waste more than one on you? 
you're good with a shovel. Well, that's about it. Amen. But the one that received two and the one who received five, they were good at their finances. They, were, they brought gain. And he shows up, he says, but I was afraid. So I went out and I hid the ta your talent in the earth. And lo, here it is. Verse 26, and he says, Andrew says, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. Now take therefore the talent from him and give it unto them which, give it unto him which hath ten. For unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant, verse 30. No gain, no profit. So cast, cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Verse 33. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand. Who's on the right hand side? Sheep. At home, I'm asking you the question. Who's on the right-hand side? The sheep separated from the goats. And listen what happens on the right hand, and listen what happens on the left hand. The goats are on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. Who's he talking to? Excuse me. He's talking to the sheep. He's talking to those on their right hand. If I was, if I was, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not putting myself in that position, but if I was on the throne, this would be my right hand side. You looking to me on the other side, it's like that side. We got that straight, the right and the left. This is my right. So he's looking at the sheep. They're on the right. And he says, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. I'm talking about the kingdom of God for a number of weeks now. And here we I, I'm going to, we're going to conclude with these scriptures. Inherit the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Hallelujah. Inherit the kingdom prepared. Someone say prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 35. Here's some examples that we have of well-doing. Amen. Before well done comes well-doing. At home, I want you to see it. Say it, and I trust that you see it. I'm going to close in a few minutes. But before you hear well done, before well done, what takes place? Well-doing. Amen. And listen. Verse 35, he says, For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. I was naked, and ye clothed me. Clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, 
and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you and hungered and fed thee? Or when were you thirsty and we gave thee drink? When saw we thee as a stranger and we took thee in? When did we see you naked and we clothed thee? When did we see you sick or when were you in prison that we came unto thee? And the king, this is a capital K king. And the king, this parable has kind of taken a new level as we've jumped up. Not even to the next level, we've jumped up a couple of levels. We're dealing with the king. And the king, I'm in verse 40. And the king shall answer and say unto them, he says, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as often, that's what this word means. Not just once in a while. I'm talking about well-doing. I'm talking about life in the last days. And he says, inasmuch, not just, well, I don't feel like it today. No, not when you feel like it. Not because it's Sunday. He says, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, thinking about the people we interact with, the sisters, the brothers, neighbors, and your friends. Ye have done it unto me. This is the well-doing. The well-doing that took place before the well-done. I continue to read verse 41. Then shall he say unto them on the left, who's on the left? The goats. Not the sheep, but the goats. Those that weren't, well, I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't doing well. Didn't end up well because they weren't doing well. No well done for them. They were not well doers. So now he turns to his left and he's speaking to the ones on his left. The goats. He says, depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Adam and Eve, you need to leave. Depart from me. God is God. God doesn't change. I don't care if it's Genesis 3 or Matthew 25. God is God. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. I trust at home some of you said amen. My brothers and sisters here, I don't know if it's close to seven yet, but we've been at this for five hours, so some of us, some of you are getting tired. But y'all be sitting on a nice, comfortable seat. Bear with me. I'm through in about 10 minutes. I'm almost done reading. Depart from me, Adam and Eve. You need to leave. Angels, I'm going to set you here. Cherubims, you need to stand here, and you need to stand over there, and you need to stand over here, and stand over there, and make sure nobody comes back in. That's the Garden of Eden, a place prepared by God for the first man, Adam, and he lost his place. Take that talent that I gave him, take it from him, and get rid of him. I don't want him either. I'm going to give me my talent back. Don't need him. No gain, no profit. Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil. 
and his angels. For I was in hunger, this is verse 42, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. I was naked, and ye clothed me not. I was sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungered? I never saw you hungry. I never saw you thirsty. I never saw a stranger. I never saw a naked person. I never saw you sick. I never saw you in prison. And we did not minister unto thee. Then the Lord answers and says unto them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch, same word, underline it if you have to, as often as ye did it not to one of these, one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away, he's speaking to the, he's addressing the, the goats on his left. And he says, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Well doing. That's why I titled this from well doing to well done. Today we're still in the well doing aspect. Of course, I mentioned my brother Moses, or our brother Moses, a couple of hours ago. His brother Moses just found out he went, went to sleep. He's gone home. So his well-doing, that's his up. His tithes, his offerings, his testimonies, shouting. Amen. For who Moses was, well, his well-doing, the well-doing is, that's it for Moses. Now he's waiting for his well-done. But you and I, we're still here, we're still breathing. And I wanna, I'd like to pray for, I'm going to pray for all of us, that's for sure, that we keep well-doing. And gain. Look at what's in your hands. The price that it took for you and I to have what we have in our hands today. And we need to be profitable unto the kingdom of God, unto his glory. Are you with me? So I'm going to pray in a couple of minutes. I want you to join with me. If this is something new to you, you're saying, well, I don't remember hearing anything like this in Sunday school or raised in whatever religion I was raised in. And I ins again, I'll insist that get a, get a hold of a Bible so that you, that you can read as it is written. There is a simplicity to all of this. And Peter referred to it, rather it was Paul that referred to it. Let me get this straight. Um... Yes, it was Paul, 2 Corinthians 11, the third verse. It was Paul that referred to the simplicity in Christ Jesus. Saying, how simple is it? It's as simple as God made it, where he says, choose life. His name is Jesus and live. Simple. No complications, no rituals, no routines, no rhetorics. Choose life. And his name is Jesus Christ. This is how we live in these last days. Without Jesus, we're just going to end up going with the flow. We're going to end up on a broad way. Through the understanding of the scriptures, we go through a gate that is straight. 
and on the other side of that straight gate is a way which is narrow. But that way leadeth unto life. And today, this is where you and I need to be found. We need to be upon that way. There shall be a way, and that way shall be called a way of holiness. This is what the man of God, prophet of God, prophesied in Isaiah chapter 35. And we're looking at examples today. We read examples of that way. The man who received one talent and his ability was just to shovel it, bury it. He had a shoveling ability. He had a, sho a shoveling gift. He found out that no gain, no profit, no place. And again, I'm speaking of the kingdom of God. It's interesting to see how this parable progresses and we go from something considered earthly talents trade finances profitability gain shoveling in a backyard and we move into the kingdom of heaven this is living in the last days this is what i've been teaching for the past two three months thine is the kingdom thine is the power thine is the glory how the lord's prayer how jesus concludes that prayer it opens up with, thy kingdom come. Are you ready? Amen. I'm asking that question for two, three months now. Are you ready? Are you ready? Jesus says, be ye therefore ready. And the past two, three weeks have been looking at the readiness of suffering, the readiness of enduring, whatever it is. We need to go through. And don't be, don't be surprised. Don't find it strange. Because it's not strange. It started with Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you look at it that way, praise God, we can sit there and say, bring it on because I'm ready. Amen. Whatever, whatever, amen, whatever. Whatever is being said and done. And this is how I want to pray in about two minutes. I want you to decide. Amen. Along with us that have made this decision, amen, I want you to decide today saying, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm going to I don't want to leave this world the way I came in as a sinner. I don't want to leave this world the way I came in short with the glory of God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to get ready to pray. It's not too late. You can share this link. Others have joined us. Amen. As I've been preaching, it's good to see you, Susan. Good to see you, my brother Robert. Praying for your church and your saints on the west coast of Hudson Bay. Praise God, my brother. Thank God for your faith. Praise God for joining with us today. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank God today. This is, as I said, make, make, I, I'm not, I think I was clear and I think it was transparent, especially the last three weeks, letting you know that, yeah, there's going to be some trials, some afflictions, tribulation. Gazing stock was another word. I'm trying to think of all the words. Some of you can add that in the comments section that we looked at. Jesus went through it. Nothing new. Don't think it's not strange. It's something that we, are to, we ought to be familiar with. This is what we read. And if you're just joining this, I read this in 1 Peter 4, verse 12. He says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to come, which you're going to go through. But God says, when you go through the fire, he says, I shall be with you. When you go through the waters, they shall not overtake you. This is the promise that you and I have of the God of whom we serve today. Praise God. 
and I want to pray with you. 60 seconds. Make that decision to join with us. Join today. Because Peter, he made allusions. I didn't touch on this. So I'll just briefly speak on this. Peter made allusions saying, you're going to go through certain, you know, things in this earth. How's it going to end up? Amen. He says, they just go through the same, you know, we're going to go through some, there's going to be afflictions and some troubles and tribulations, whatever name you want to put on it, difficulties. You can use different terms. But we're doing it because of what Jesus Christ, or we're suffering it, rather. We're going through this because of who Jesus Christ is. And our reward makes the difference. You end up on the right side of God, or you end up on the left side of God. I want to be on God's right. Amen. I want to be on the right side of God. Hallelujah. Amongst the sheep, my brothers and sisters. If you don't feel very sheeply today, like a sheep, I'm going to pray so that you do not remain as a goat, but you become as a sheep to end up on the right hand of God. To hear those words, well done. Knowing that you are profitable unto the kingdom of God, not a sinner. Sin profits the devil. Sin is a curse, the Bible teaches us, and it profits the devil and his demons and his devils. That's what sin is. It's time to put an end to your sin, and that's how I'm going to pray. You want to stop your disobedience? Become repentant. To repent of your sins, now's the time to do it. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. The call, you're hearing the call today. God is making that call, and I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank God today for the message which we have received. Lord, I thank God that this message finds its way into good ground, ears that are open to receive it, to hear it, to understand it, hearts that are able to receive it, to understand. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this teaches us that you're either a sheep or you're a goat. You have either chosen life or you have chosen death. You have chosen life and you live or you have chosen death and you die. How to be profitable? Living in the last days? Well-doing. Thank God for this word which we have received today, that we may be doers of your word. Doers of your will. We may suffer, but it's according to your will. Without a cause. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, I thank God this changes our direction. It changes our mindset today. Praise God. We put our hands to the plow. We know there's an urgency. We know that these are end times. And the longer we wait or the longer they wait, the harder it gets. This is scriptural. The days wax worse. But someone right now within the sound of my voice, they're deciding to repent of their sin. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray the Spirit of the living God, find that person. Remove that heart of stone and replace it. The heart of flesh. Your heart that you have for them. Your mind that you have for them. Your ways that you have for them. It's not our ways. It's not our flesh. It's not our doings. It's not our will. It is your will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's my prayer for everyone listening in the name of Jesus. I come against the fiery darts. Quench them. The devil, your spirits, your thoughts. 
in the name of Jesus, not only resisting you, but I thank God and I can bind your works in Jesus' name. Send you out into the deep. Go somewhere else. These are children of God today, making up their mind right now to be able to go and, I thank God according to your word, and sin no more. We rip that repentant heart right now, that repentant mind, putting an end to their sin, their disobedience, lest they be cast out for good, lest they be told to depart. That's not the words we want to hear. We don't want to hear depart. We want to hear well done, thy good and faithful servant, praise God. And we become well-doers, doers, well-doing from this day forward. We're going to seek your face and seek your will more and more and more to accomplish unto the glory of God, to accomplish the furtherance of your kingdom unto your glory. Thank you, Jesus. For that repentant soul, forgive them of their sins as they ask for forgiveness, as they ask for pardon, your pardon right now. And I thank God. As you have said, I will forgive. Confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Have that heart, have that mind, and pray. Ask God, say, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. I want to stop. I was born a sinner, and I've been messed up ever since. I want to become a well-doer. Not an evildoer, but a well-doer. Well-doing, Lord. Commit my soul. Commit our souls into you as our creator, as our maker, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank God for your word which we have received today. The truth which we have heard and the truth which makes us free. Free indeed. This is what Jesus Christ came to make us free. And I thank God today. Freedom. I speak freedom into the lives of every soul, of every person listening to me right now. Free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is that liberty. There is that freedom to become doers as true worshipers, true doers of the Word of God, of what we have heard. We're not just hearers. But we are justified because we are doers. Our hands are to the plow. We're not looking back, unfit for the kingdom of God, but we press toward the prize. Praise, press toward the mark, rather, for the prize. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Lord, I thank God for this message which we have received. It encourages us and it strengthens us even more. It fortifies us. It gives us that ability to stand. And having done all to stand, we withstand against the wiles of the devil. All the subtleties that the devil may have, I thank God today we have power to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. In the name of Jesus, they are quenched. In Jesus' name, praise God. Thank God for souls coming to you, coming to Christ. For everyone listening, for everyone that have spent these few minutes with us together as we have exhorted, edified, and comforted one another. Hallelujah. Unto the glory of God, Jesus Christ being the head. Praise God. Not just the chief cornerstone, but the head of the body in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your goodness today, which we have received in Jesus' name. Praise God. I pray a blessing upon my brothers and sisters, the offerings which have been coming in day after day. Lord, in the name of Jesus, praise God. This means multiplication. Hallelujah. For those who have given their offerings and their tithes that we have made sure that not at a necessity, but because of well-doing, because we are joyful, because we are cheerful, we have done what the Word of God is teaching us to do every day, every step of the way. Lord, I thank you for it, and I thank God for my brothers and sisters, and especially those praying with me for the first time to become a son and to become a daughter. As they receive you, Jesus Christ, I pray that they receive power to become the children of God today. This is my prayer, and I pray it Declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. All the saints of God, you say?
Praise God. Amen. I thank God for everyone that have joined with me. Good to see you, my brother George, my sister Marjorie. Thank God for joining with us. Praise God. And all those who were from the beginning, if you missed part of this teaching, it's going to go into perpetual replay as long as Facebook. Facebook allows us to be there. Tomorrow it's going to be on our YouTube channel. There's different ways that you can hear this preaching and teaching again. Keep us going until the end for the same. Amen. As we endure to the end, the same shall be saved. If you have a question, if, you're, if I prayed for you for the first time, let me know. Praise God that you are that you have prayed with me and that you've become a member of the body of Christ, that this decision that you have made, it's the best decision you have ever made in your life. And I welcome you to the family of God. Praise God. Let's do what Jesus said. He said, be you therefore ready, so let's be ready. And being ready, let's be well-doers. Praise God. Well-doing, and we shall hear well done. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. My name is Lincoln. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. You're listening to That's the Truth as we give God all the praise and the glory today for his word. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth. That's the Truth.